This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Kimberly Michelle Bearclaw Iron grew up on the Crow Indian Reservation of Montana. The Crow Reservation is located in the southern part of the state, bordering Wyoming. In the years between 2017 to 2019, there were over 3,000 people reported missing there. 97% have been located. Kimberly Bearclaw has three children and comes from a family with a tragic history. Her great uncle, an uncle, and a cousin have all been the victims of homicide, all resided on the Crow Indian Reservation. In September of 2020, Kimberly called her father in tears, begging for help and money to get back home. She told him she was in Las Vegas at that time. Her father said that made no sense. Kimberly just didn't up and leave the state. This case is odd because people might know where she is, yet she remains a missing person and her family continues to fight for answers. Where is Kimberly Bearclaw Iron? Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast. If you are new here, our podcast goal is simply to raise awareness of unsolved missing persons cases, cases that need more attention. Every person whose case we cover has a family, has friends, all who wonder what happened to their loved one. This month, all monies raised from sales of our merch and Patreon memberships will go to the MMIW organization, an organization that focuses on the missing and murdered indigenous women of the United States. If you are on social media, please give us a follow over there and help our cases reach a wider audience. You don't even need to share just by liking a post or following us will help our posts have greater visibility. And of course, if you have any feedback for us or want to suggest a case, we want to hear from you. Please email me at canwefindthem at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram. The case of Kimberly Bearclaw is a little different than a lot of the ones we cover. A lot of people don't believe she is missing at all, and it is very likely that she is alive. The question is, does she need help? Is she in a bad situation that she can't get out of? Or has she chosen to remain in hiding from her family? I actually debated on covering her case because I do want to respect someone's wishes if they want to stay in hiding. It's not my place to judge their decision. And there certainly could be a very important reason that she wants to stay away. 
but she remains listed as a missing person and her family just needs to know that she's okay. I did do a little social media digging myself, which I will go into in more detail later. And I'm really just not convinced that she is okay. So with that in mind, I decided to go ahead and tell her story. Now, we don't know much about her childhood or her life on the reservation. What I did learn is that she had a few relatives that were the victims of homicide, a great uncle, an uncle, and a cousin. So it seems the family was either immersed in a tough lifestyle or just had some really bad breaks in life. For reasons that are kind of unclear, in September of 2020, Kimberly left her three children with relatives in Hardin, Montana. She never returned to pick them up. On September 22nd, Kimberly's father, Curtis Iron, received a call from Kimberly. She was crying. She was very upset. She told her dad that She was in Las Vegas and that her boyfriend had been arrested and she really needed help and really needed money to get back home. Their call would end before Curtis was able to get his daughter's exact location from her. And when he tried calling the number back, he never got an answer. He would receive occasional quick phone calls from her in the weeks that followed, but he said something always sounded off with her. She would never tell him her exact location, and he could tell the calls were always on speakerphone. Curtis just had a really bad feeling that his daughter was in trouble. Meanwhile, her kids were being cared for by Kimberly's grandmother, Marilyn Chief. Now, I don't know much about her, but from what I have read, she must be one of the strongest women out there. Marilyn had a direct relation to the family members that had been murdered, the ones I mentioned earlier. One of them was her brother, one was her son, and the other was her grandchild. That is a lot of tragedy for one person to endure, all with immediate family. And to make matters worse, all of those murders remain unsolved. Marilyn, who lives on the Crow Reservation, has taken a very active role in finding Kimberly. Marilyn is quoted as saying, quote, The life we live on this reservation, we never get justice, but we still fight for it. What we've already been through was so tragic. Now this. That's why I knew I had to step in. We need a plan. A plan to bring her home safe. End quote. So Marilyn had some family find Kimberly on social media and reach out to her. And they would occasionally receive a response back. But according to everyone, the answers didn't sound like Kimberly. They were short. They were evasive. Just didn't sound like her at all. And the family doesn't feel that it was even Kimberly answering them. At one point, the family came forward and said that they think that somebody is out there playing a game with them. On October 6th, Curtis received the last call he would get from his daughter. 
Again, she was on speakerphone and he thought something sounded very wrong. He was unable to call the number back and police were able to track the number to Oxnard, California. Oxnard is a coastal town just an hour northeast of Los Angeles. The family has absolutely no idea why or how she would have ended up there. Police have labeled this a missing person case, and although there has been allegedly some contact with her via social media, they have said that until Kimberly reaches out and talks to them or that they are able to find her and have a conversation with her, they are still investigating this as a missing person. The family suspects that she is the victim of sex trafficking and possibly is being controlled by others. And that would explain the random check-in calls home and the fact that each call was conducted on speakerphone so that those around her could hear her conversations. And every time that Kimberly had called her father, it was from a different number and a different area. She started out in Las Vegas and would end up in Southern California. So that last call came in October 6th, 2020, just over a year ago. So the questions remain. Is Kimberly alive and well and just doesn't want to be found? Is Kimberly alive, but the victim of sex trafficking? Is Kimberly not alive and her social media activity is being conducted by others? The fact is, she is still considered a missing person by law enforcement, and her family continues to try and get answers. They work the media as best as they can. They have flyers made. They go out and distribute them as often as possible. They're working to save money so they can travel to California and look for her themselves. And... They continue to try to reach out to her via social media and try and get some answers that make sense. And it seems this case is a little controversial also, as there are people out there that believe she just doesn't want to be found and everyone should leave her alone. And I get that. But her family, the ones that know her best, at least they did at one time, don't believe that's the case and they believe she is trapped in the world of sex trafficking. And if that's true, we can't sit back and ignore what's going on. This could be a woman that needs help. And if she is not, she needs to at least contact law enforcement and get everything cleared up. I was really curious about the social media aspect of things with regards to Kimberly Bearclaw. So I went down the rabbit hole myself and I learned some really interesting things. There are a handful of Facebook profiles set up for her, four in total. And you're going to have to stick with me on this one. It does get a little confusing. The first one is under Kim Bearclaw. The profile picture is her and her cover photo is that of a baby and a toddler. I presume probably her kids. It lists her place of residence as Crow Agency, Montana. The last post she made was to reshare something which she posted on September 21st, 2020. Remember, she allegedly had left town and ended up in Las Vegas calling her dad 
sobbing and begging for help on September 22nd. Leading up to that last post on September 21st, she had posted several times a day. All were posts mostly that she reshared, nothing that she had written, nothing on the 21st. In fact, she had posted about 12 times that day. And the day before, September 20th, she had also posted about a dozen times, 11 of those being reshares, but one of them was an interesting post that she wrote, and it said this, To all my family and friends, I'm fine and safe. I'm not stolen or lost. I'm in a different place now, other than Vegas. Fresh start. My next goal is to get a home for me and babies. Thank you for the concern and checking on me. Again, that particular profile, which was obviously her main one, at least at one time, was last updated September 21st, 2020. Very odd considering the timeline and what we know. There is a second profile with her photo, except this one she has blonde hair under the name Kimberly Iron with Kim She Bearclaw in parentheses. Her location of residence on this page is Los Angeles. But she only has 66 friends on this page, whereas her first one had 1,088. But her last post on that page was January 28th of this year, 2021. But that was just to change her profile picture. And it's very weird because there is literally nothing else on that page except she created it in 2015, updated her school in 2018, and changed her profile picture in January of 2021. And that's it, as far as what I can see that's been made public. But it does say she resides in Los Angeles. Very odd. The third page has Kimberly again with blonde hair in her profile pic and a parental advisory decal is her cover photo. It states there that she is from Crow Agency, Montana, but her current residence is Los Angeles. Her last public post on that page was January 15th, and it was just a reshare again. And the pattern on all these pages is the same. Not a lot of written out posts or pictures, but the resharing of other posts, most of which have been blocked or have been taken down, so you can't even see what it was she was trying to share. But again, anything that she had written could have been set to private, so we're unable to see that. The fourth and final page has the most recent updates being updated just today. It has the same parental advisory cover photo, but her profile is back to her having dark hair. It states she lives in Crow Agency, Montana, but is from Westmoreland, California. Again, the only thing we can see are reposts. And her friend list on that page is completely private. So with all this information, I did try to reach out, not only to Kimberly, but also to some family members, and I have had no response as of yet. And I'm pretty confident I can reach someone eventually with the right contact information, so I will be sure to post any updates if I get any. And my plea... Once again, to Kimberly, if you are out there and you are indeed just fine, 
talk to law enforcement and your family and clear this all up. At the very minimum, reach out to law enforcement so the case can be closed. However, if she is not fine, it's likely that she's in a situation where she needs help. Statistically speaking, only 10% of sex trafficking victims are rescued, and a whopping 25% of sex trafficking victims from Montana, Wyoming, and New Mexico are Native American. Kimberly Bearclaw's circle might be tight and protective of her, but she might need help. According to the state.gov website, some signs of sex trafficking might be poor living conditions, multiple people in cramped spaces, the inability to speak to an individual alone, answers appear to be scripted and rehearsed, employer is holding identity documents, there could be signs of physical abuse, they could be submissive or fearful, they could be unpaid or paid very little. And some questions that you can ask someone if you think they might be trapped in the sex trafficking world. Can you leave your job if you want to? Can you come and go as you please? Have you been hurt or threatened if you tried to leave? Has your family been threatened? Do you live with your employer? Where do you sleep and eat at? Are you in debt to your employer? Do you have your passport and identification on you? If not, who has it? I think there are three things that stand out to me about Kimberly Bearclaw's situation here. First, she left suddenly and she left the state. Although at least once she called home crying for help. Secondly, why were all her calls made on speakerphone When her dad said that wasn't her pattern of using the phone, it's almost as if she wasn't allowed to speak to him privately or alone. And third, why has she stayed away from her family for so long without coming home at any point? Not only did she abandon her family in her home in Montana, she had three little children. So what do you think happened with Kimberly Bearclaw? Kimberly is described as being five foot two inches tall and weighing about 125 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She had brown hair, but she may have dyed it blonde. She does have a small scar between her eyes. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Kimberly Bearclaw or her situation in general, please contact the Bighorn County Sheriff's Department at 406-665-9780. I want to thank you for hearing the story of Kimberly Bearclaw, Kimberly Iron. Although the circumstances surrounding her disappearance are questionable, This is the mother of three little children. She also has parents and a grandmother who are searching for her every day. And it is her grandmother that is caring for her kids. Her father, Curtis, has said that every time he visits the kids, they run out to his truck and ask if their mom is with him. He said every single time it breaks his heart. So please share Kimberly's story. Share her name. 
At the very least, let this be a reminder that we all need to be aware of our surroundings and how people act. Sex trafficking is not just something you see on TV. It happens in every state, every single day. Being aware is so important. And if you see something, say something. And before we wrap up this episode of Where Are They? I want to give a shout out to this week's featured partner, ButcherBox. Are you tired of always wondering what's for dinner? Grabbing takeout because there's nothing in the fridge or freezer? ButcherBox is your answer to high quality meats being delivered right to your door with prices you can actually afford. ButcherBox only works with companies and farmers that are dedicated to doing things right. Meat and seafood are sourced only from partners that offer the highest quality and meet the highest standards. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood ensure you're getting only the best. What I love is that you can curate your own box based on your needs and even choose your shipping schedule, which can be changed at any time. Make life easier on yourself. Have a box delivered to you so you can keep your freezer stocked with healthy options for you and your family. Save money with unnecessary trips to the store and save on ordering takeout because you didn't have time to go shopping. The best part is, if you use our referral link in the show notes, you can receive ground beef for life. Yes, you heard that correctly, for life, as well as $30 off your first box. Shipping is always free. Again, go grab yourself free ground beef for life and $30 off your first box by using the link in our show notes. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Where Are They? We will be back again next week with another Unsolved Missing Persons episode. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.